Shadow Twala on SAFM. Well, my guest is otherwise known as Sassy Basse. Uh, she joins me now on the phone, one of the ambassadors of Play Your Part, uh, run by Brand South Africa. Bulelwa, hello, welcome. Hello, Mum Shadow. How are you? I'm good. Compliments of the season, even better. Same to you. Talking to you. And I just read your poem. I hope I did justice to really? it. Really? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I did justice to it. But maybe, oh, my goodness. Maybe what I should ask is maybe get it from your voice and hear mm. how you present it. And it, it's the priceless is her worth. She is a woman. Oh, wow. Would you, so you would like for me to recite yes. uh, a woman's journey for you? Yes, please. The universe itches at the soles of her resilient feet with its persistent requests. Step by step, she treads tactfully towards the accomplishment of each without a sigh in sound. Even when her shoulders emulate the shape of her burdens, the corners of her eyes crease with a smile whenever she's greeted by the innocence of her kind. Her arms welcoming, her intellect provocative, her tongue gentle and raged hearts and her beauty silencing. Grown men break into some tongues in her presence, clumsy over her supremacy. Many have competed and all have self-ridiculed in a quest for her opulence, yet priceless is her worth. Her love is nothing short of God. She seeks connection with every soul she meets, found love first before knowing who she was. In random tragedy, she learns hard lessons through a loss of many sentimental, gains internal sharpening, and with life-surprising schooling, steps the world with a little bit of wisdom. Her footprints unravel mystery. Her word speaks comprehension, and her exchange revives consciousness. Like stitches in assembly on a quilt, every encounter is history recorded as she journeys with all the living's aspirations, dreams their success, moans their loss, cries their tears, and fights for the feeble-minded one's sanity. It is this essence of women that propels the world to dreams fulfilled gives birth to characters of excellence, cultured minds, conquering attitudes, and celebrated spirits. Because hers has always been blessed with the power of building not only a home, but also a nation. Hmm. She is the perfect poem poetry lovers seek. She is woman, a victor, not a victim. In Zika, yes, is way. That one is for you, Ma. Wow. Wow. I know I'm going to keep my day job because I tried reading it and I didn't do such an amazing work. I tell you, congratulations. It's beautiful. It is, it, it is beautiful. Thank you so much. And, you know, it comes at a time when we do need to look up to women and appreciate the role they play in, Certainly. Certainly. in 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 our country and you you as young girls as well you know you and this is why you're ambassador for for playing your part because mm. you do play your part and you play your part in so many different ways and I'm going to ask us to talk about your 
your your projects. Let, let, let's talk about your your lyrical based projects, which yes. is how you pay your parties. Well, tell us how that works. Well, lyrical based project um, is it's a literary and performing arts um, organization, and it it was established in two thousand and six. It was really about um, creating a platform for writers and performing artists. Mm-hmm. Um, a showcase platform, particularly at corporate events, government events, um, and also cultural community events. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what it was really about, it was about creating a nurturing space for writers and artists to hone their skills. Um, and we do all this also through community publishing projects, um, apart from creating a showcase platform mm-hmm. um, for, for performing artists. Um, but it really started informally, as I say. It, as I say to you, it, it was it, when I started it out. I started it out in a small community called Kualanga, um, in Cape Town, and I started it with, in the uh, cultural precinct, a place called Guga State Cultural Precinct, and it was really about inviting young people, and even the older generation, to have an intergenerational uh, conversation through a spoken word, mm-hmm. and it grew into something amazing, which, you know, um, provided a, 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 a remunerative platform mm. for artists and writers. Do you know, and, 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 and that's a part that is often forgotten for, for young people to do, to write, um, yes. and, and be able to express themselves, because... I realized when we when we spoke to the CEO, uh, the new you no know, marketing CEO of 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 uh, of, of uh, I spoke to Brenda Say, yes, and I'm, yes. I'm, I'm reading something else, so I'm, I'm getting lost. When we spoke to her, though, she mentioned that you know when when people come to visit our country. They, they want to hear South Africa's stories. They want oh. to experience South Africa's culture. Mm. And I think you, your work contributes to that. Mm. Thank you so much. Now, you. now, you also found of Sisters in Solidarity. How, how does that work? Uh, Sisters in Solidarity was founded in 2012, and it engages different communities um, within the Western Cape. Uh, and what it does is that it, it, it helps women because a lot of women, especially our mamas in the community, they, they think that uh, the work that they do is just a means to an end. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that they themselves are business, uh, are business women. Mm-hmm. And what it and what Sisters in Solidarity does is to bring about that awareness. It's about uh, skills transfer, and it is also about um, you know uh, teaching women how to to legitimize or, or make their businesses legal entities. And we do this through uh, business development workshops, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. skills transfer and capacity building workshops, and even um, self-esteem development workshops, because you, we cannot talk about you being an empowered businesswoman without us having tackled the subject of self-esteem, because we need to function from a, a, a holistic place of empowerment. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of these women come from your broken uh, communities and some of the young ladies come from broken families. And so we need to start at self-esteem and self-confidence. And then we can talk about the business of the day. So we talk about how to register your business, talk about um, how we can, uh, how you, how, how, we talk about compliance and regulation because a lot of the time 
we don't have the information of the business regulatory bodies. Mm-hmm. And so we work in, in isolated spaces and we, we don't realize that we need to branch into bigger things, especially when our capacity begins to grow with our businesses and within our businesses. Mm. So in, in, in a nutshell, that is what uh, Sisters in Solidarity does. We're trying to inculcate a culture of being in solidarity as women to come to the realization that when we begin to work as a collective, we can achieve so much more. Well, this, this is the other thing, because usually in the spaces that you work with in the township, you find businesses but providing the same service or selling the same product. Exactly, exactly. You know, people don't diversify and look at yeah. what, what is lacking in, in the community. How do, we, how do we ask people to look further than just their neighbor as far as starting a business is concerned? Or even if they're going to sell the same product or, uh, or provide the same service to work together? I think it's, it, we, we need to, we, 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 because there's a, the, the reason why we're not working together because we feel that the, our neighbor is a threat. We, mm. we, that's what we need to do away with first. Mm. Um, and I think our grandparents truly had it right from, from the beginning. Mm. Uh, it takes a village to raise a nation. Mm. And one of the things my grandmother still says until this day, she says to me, a half a loaf of bread is better than no bread at all. Mm. We need to reserve something for our neighbor. And that is how we can combat, um, I think, also a self-centered society. Because because even now, what is actually hindering us is, um, as, as you know, we know, corruption, which I think stems from a culture of having, uh, you know, lost our our, our conscience. Mm. And so we need a strong collaboration between different sectors within society, civil society, the you know, the public and the uh, the, the public and the private sector, to alleviate poverty, and unemployment and inequality. So we really should not underestimate the, you know, the power of, of skills transfer and, mm. and dissemination of information. And I think, um, you know, if we can create a platform for this to happen, we, we really, really are well in our way as a nation. So uh, comparing, I know you've, you've represented South Africa and India and in the UK. Uh, what, what lessons did, did you learn there, if any, uh, with the exchanges that you had, and and how do you apply them back in South Africa? I think for me, what resonated with me throughout my travels, wherever I went, um, was to really establish what your your passion and your purpose is, and 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 then pursue it vigorously. Mm. Because when I think back, had I not done that, I would have not been able to travel the world. I've traveled the world because I began to establish what, I, what my purpose was and, and, and what my true passion is, mm. and I just, I just pursued it vigorously. And I think that's the kind of message that we need to install in young people, um, is that, you know, find yourself, um, discover things about the self, uh, and at a later stage we can always recreate the self. And I think for me that is the success story lies in that, in the knowing of self, because we need to sharpen our teeth at home before we spread our wings throughout the world. Mm. And, and that is something that will always ring true to me. And it's also about doing what we can wherever we are 
um, with whatever we have. So be it in, 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 in my own country or in another country where I'm actually an ambassador to my own country. So I think that those are the lessons I really learned, and I really learned that I'm truly in love with South Africa. <laughs> That's one of the things that I learned. That's why you came back to play your part, right? Exactly. <laughs> so talking about play your part, how do we become active members of play your part as South Africans? I think before we we, we invite people, um, you know, to to work together, we we really need to kind of set the tone and give a little bit of perspective of what play a part is about. Mm. Um, so, you you know, the play a part initiative serves as, as an outreach component of Brand South Africa, which it endorses a culture of active South African citizens who who are determined to make a meaningful contribution mm-hmm. to the betterment of our country. And I think it's really about having, a, you know, it's a, a sort of a roll-up-your-sleeves approach towards the development of a nation and I've just, it just so happens that I chose to do this through my own community initiatives. And as I said, it's about doing what you can, um, you know, with what you have, wherever you are. But it's also about doing the right thing for a collective benefit. Mm-hmm. And so what has always appealed to me is being able to meet each other at our point of need. And, 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 and both my personal and professional work, you know, seeks to, to, to achieve this. Um, to speak to this, and, and also through the Play Your Part initiative, we, we can certainly achieve this. So I would like to invite uh, not only young people, but inviting all of us to partake in this initiative. Mm. Um, and so uh, people like uh, uh, Wendy, uh, Wendy Plow, who's also driving this and spearheading this and determined to make a meaningful contribution and and Mr. Miller as well, um, Miller Madonna, and we can begin to seek information about how and at our, within our community centres. So what I've recently done is I've gone to all of the community centres where I do the work, and have made sure that they gain access to information about how they can play a part. Mm. And and how I, for for example, if I can just give you an example of how I was engaged by Brand South Africa to become. An ambassador of the Player Part Initiative was through the Sowetan Dialogues, which were taking place in, within my community, Langa Township. Mm-hmm. And through that contribution um, of how we can begin to collect ourselves as communities and work together, I was, in, I was approached to become an ambassador. Fantastic. So I would gladly um, disseminate the, the, the uh, share the information um, uh, either through social media or through, um, you know, getting the information physically at the, at the community centres. Okay. But you, 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 you have Sisters in Solidarity, SA at gmail.com, as your, communi- as your contact uh, email. That's right. And as well as www.bulelwabaseservices.co.za, um, and all of the information will be there. Okay, Bulelo Base and Base B-A-S-S-E, huh? Yes, double S. Okay, Bulelo Base Services, dot that's right. Fantastic. Congratulations, well done, and I wish you a great 2016. Thank you so much. And thanks for inviting us to play our part, and thanks for playing your part. Thank you so much, Ndia Bulelo. And your poem, where do we find it? Everyone's asking me for that poem.
through an, an anthology uh, called Verbalized. And it, it was an, a product of our tour in the UK. So I can easily make it available. For those who are interested, they'll find the information on, on the website as well. Um, some of the anthologies are as exclusive books. Mm-hmm. So you, you can find the anthology for just 100 grand. Oh, lovely. Okay. Then exclusive books is where it is. Thank you so much, Bulela. Thanks, Ma. Thank you, you so care. much for you the opportunity. Care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, beautiful poem. Did you hear that? Okay, when we come back, uh, we speak to another ambassador. Uh, she is social entrepreneur, Bongegile Khadev. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, putting the ladies in the limelight. Putting the ladies in the limelight. We're talking about playing your part. Um, and uh, Bongegile Khadev is a social activist who also plays her part. Hello, Bongegile. Welcome and com- compliments of the season. Hi, I'm Shadow. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you, too. Listen, um, you, you've, you've done just about everything a young girl. <laughs> I don't even know how to. Tell us in, 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 in briefly um, what you do as a social entrepreneur because you, you've been recognized in so many places. You've been recognized by so many uh, uh, companies as, as a, a future leader. Yes. So just give us some background where it all began. So where it all began, I think the most important one must have been in 2013 mm-hmm. when I was part of the national top six for SABC One's One Day Leader program, mm-hmm. which we then went on to mentor young high school learners on a program for SAB called Future Leaders, which also aired on SABC One. And we then went on to also co-author a book for SABC Education titled One Day Leader Reflections on South Africa where I contributed a chapter on active citizenry as well as participation of our citizens. Well, let's talk about that, active citizenry. I mean, yes. w- what are you calling us to do? What, what, how do we become active citizens? I think for me, when, when I was busy researching and really applying my mind to it, a uh, theme that really came across for me to be impactful was love, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for you to truthfully and passionately really be an active citizen, number one, it has to take deep love for yourself. So love for yourself as an African, love for yourself as a South African. And, I mean, if you take it further, whether you're Zulu, Kosa, whatever it is that makes you South African, just that deep love for yourself, and it is love for others as well. So recognizing that you're not alone in this country and that it's not just South Africans who occupy our country. There's other Africans as well. So how do we also further extend our love for others? And in, in, in the end of it all, it's also love for our country, you know, and that is then what leads us to then be solution-oriented individuals as compared to mm-hmm. individuals who are just always complaining or wanting things done for them. You know, talking about love, and I think we, we must go back there because that's a very important component of, mm. of what we reflect and how we see the rest of, of our communities and the rest of the world. Um, mm. Do I love myself first as, as an, an, an African or, as you said, if I'm Zulu, then as a Zulu person? 
what what comes first? Who, who do I see myself? Because I need to have that identity. Do I yes. even need to see me as a different um, culture or tribe, for that matter, yes. uh, to, to so that I extend my love outward? What do yeah. I see myself first as? I think for me, you know, seeing yourself first as the identity and culture that you do come from, you know, and for me, that then helps you acknowledge the fact that you are one small part of a very, very big and very diverse society. Mm-hmm. So if you cannot at first acknowledge that in yourself, I don't think you'd be able to be tolerant and show that love towards others, you know, mm-hmm. um, and for us to then simply ignore our, our roots and where we come from and our true identity that makes all of us African, then it, it, it wouldn't really be fair, you know, not only to ourselves but to others as well. So for me, if you want to take it culturally or the tribe that you come from or your language, whatever it is that makes you you, I think is, is one of the things that will give you the confidence and the ability to extend that to others as well. Hmm. At a very important time in our country right now, because you know tolerance is is is, is running low, and and seeing ourselves, and you can't be shaken by anything when you know who you are, and yes. and that's why the love is so important, because you've got a, a place to work from, you know, yes. and no one can tell you stories about who you are. Yes. If you know yourself, and we're moving away from we we've moved away so much from understanding our culture, knowing who we are, and yes. embraced a new culture altogether, with which is predominantly Western. Yes. Um, and it, I want us to talk a bit about that when we come back, but we're going to take a break now, Bongigile, and, yes. and take news, and please do stay on the line with us. Oh, thank you, Marcella. Thank you. And it is time now for news headlines with Joalana Tulo. 107.1, the home of SAFM in Seapoint. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Social entrepreneur Bongegi Lechadebe, who is one of the ambassadors of Play Your Part, is on the line chatting to me, and we're talking about active citizenship. And we were still uh, discussing the idea of loving yourself in order to love anything else outside of yourself. So uh, your, 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 your fellow man and your country and, and being socially responsible and, and being part of the solution to make this country a better place. So, Bonge Gile, how do we g- reverse the experience that we've had and that we thought was the best notion and we took it as part of being civilized to, to embrace a totally new culture without really holding on to what we know as uh, where we come from? So, is this in relation to how we have adopted the Western culture? Yes, yes. Yes. So, for me, it really is an education, a deliberate education of who we are as Africans, you know, who we are, who we were rather before colonization and and also understanding that certain things that we have adopted today are as a result of colonization, not necessarily because that is who Africans are and that's where we come from. Mm -hmm. So deliberate education, be it from a cultural perspective, be it from an economic perspective, understanding where was our African trade and economics way before what we have now and how it possibly displaced us as Africans today, you know. So deliberate education from different spheres that affect our lives today is what I believe will help 
um, not only educate but also liberate us in order to know how to fully embrace and truly love ourselves as Africans and uphold that to the rest of the world. You talk of deliberate education. Does that mean then we we don't expect this education to happen at schools? It, it happens within communities. We, we create platforms for it. it in fact, it, it should start happening from home. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one of the conversations I've, I've had with one of my close friends was the, the whole thing of do we teach um, kids to speak English alone, you know, and we accept that, or do we still teach them our languages, you know, the importance of even from a young age not just being impressed that our kids are just speaking English and it's so fancy and they're intelligent and we can brag about that to the rest of society, but being able to also teach them the languages firstly and foremost, you know, that they come from. So I think it starts with small things like that as well, which is a responsibility that we have as adults, I guess, you know, and also unlearning a lot of the Western cultures as well that we've been taught from standards of beauty and just language. I think also language is quite a very, very important one, especially in South Africa, where if we're communicating in English and I happen to sound better, then someone immediately assumes that, I'm far more intelligent than the next person and that they can respect my opinions better. <laughs> Being able to speak yeah. English, I was going to say, does not mean you're intelligent. No, <laughs> not at all. I like this idea of you know, um, deliberate education. And I think if each and every one of us even shared with... with, with uh, if we did a, 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 a cultural exchange, for instance, you yes. know, getting to know, if you're Kosa, then you get to know a Motswana and understand how they do the, 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 the cultural, uh, how, to, how they honor the, yes. the, themselves within their culture. You yes. know, how, and, and for simple things, how they do their weddings. If you attend a wedding, mm. and, you know, and, and see if it's a different culture, and, and ask about it, you know, and, and, and yes. get to know how people celebrate themselves within their culture. Yes, yes, I, I agree. I, I think agree. That, that, that will work, but we need to create those platforms. But you, you also um, uplift women around a cup of tea. Talk to me about that. <laughs> yes, so that was really a tradition that I took from my mom and my grandmother. You know, they were big, big tea lovers. And they drink it whatever time of the day, even if you tell them there's a heat wave, they will drink (laughs) their tea and offer it to you, you know, if you're a guest. And for me, I think one thing growing up that I observed was how patriarchy had then influenced my mom and my grandmother in terms of confining them to certain social spaces and what was expected of them, you know, as long as they led in the home it was okay, but they they never fully came to occupy true economic spaces in the rest of society and the country, you know, and I saw that as an opportunity to probably change that discourse within the younger generation to be able to say that good and well, our parents really did very well in terms of leading our societies. I mean, you take a look at communities today, it's mostly upheld by women, you know, mm-hmm. with the burial societies that they have, women have long made good economic decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how do we then as the younger generation translate that to economic spaces within the country and not just in our homes? 
And for me to achieve that, I mean, given that women are so diverse, we come from so many different backgrounds, one thing that was of common substance, no matter our social classes, was tea. You know, so whether you're rich or you're you're um, not as well off as the next person, tea is most likely to be found in your home, in your grandparents' home. And as, as I worked with it more and more and working with not just um, the younger generation, but the older generation of women leaders such as Umam Wendy Luhabe, who's been so, so great to me, um, I have then thought of it would be so great to actually have an African tea brand that can preserve the history of African women leaders, mm-hmm. you know, and have that be the narrative that we share with younger women, um, not only as a source of role models or empowerment, but also for them to believe that whatever their backgrounds or where they come from, we can use tea to collectively develop young women for them to be able to occupy better um, economic spaces. Hmm. So I, I heard you uh, avoid the word poor there. You, you prefer to use <laughs> not as well off as the other yes. person. Yes, I think it's quite a disempowering word. Well, yeah, I, I, noted, I noted that. It, 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 <laughs> you were very careful not to say poor, and I, I like that. So is there an agenda for nation building? Um, should we have a common agenda? Because there are so many things that one can do. Uh, we're talking to Bulela Basa Elia, who says, do what you can with what you have. But mm. I think we need to work towards something and a common goal. Uh, is is there is it that goal, that nation building could be that common goal? But when do we know we're getting closer and closer to it? Because um, there's no barometer, I suppose, measuring it. So, yeah. do you think there is an agenda that we all should share uh, of you know of nation building? I think for me, it's it's quite simple, right? You look at the demographics of this country from a racial perspective, from a gender perspective as well. And you also look at the demographics within households. So who are the people who are able to have influence not only in terms of households but generations to come as well, mm-hmm. right? And in our country specifically, it's black people and it's women, mm-hmm. right? So the majority lies with black people. It lies, it lies as well with women. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the socioeconomic status of black people, where are we? What have we done? And if we haven't done enough, we must be honest and deliberate and say that, well, this is the agenda that we need to fulfill. We need to get black people into a position where they are much better and also in an equal position as any other race that we could find in this country. Mm-hmm. And when you look at how deliberate we are with, in terms of developing women economically, you then are also able to say that what is the role that we have done and in us being able to um, influence women economically and empower them, we are then able to not just influence them, but we know that it is a legacy that they're going to leave behind for their families. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So for me, it's, it's particularly black people, but in the most specific black women. That, that for me, is, is where I see the nation going. And we would then be able to say that um, in terms of equity, we, we are working towards a much better country. Bongigile, are you based in Johannesburg? Yes, I am. Well, I, I, I know you probably do uh, get invited as guest speaker or, and panelist now and again, but I, 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 I wonder if you do tours in, in different provinces where you talk to young people. 
I actually haven't. I actually haven't. Normally it's all in Johannesburg. Well, we need to spread the love, hey? We need to spread, <laughs> we need to I spread. I mean, if you can help me do it. Well, I'm going to. Be, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm making this a deal. I am okay. going to make sure that you, 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 you come and talk to young people at different provinces and, you know, we need to create that platform because I yes. think, I think it's, it's very inspiring talk that you have and you can get other people to play their part as you play yours. I'll be waiting for you. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Watch this space. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank I, you. I really so appreciate much, this. And in the meantime, though, how do people yes. find you? Okay, so I think the easiest way now to be on social media. Yes. Um, you could either tweet me at bongiz underscore hadebe or on Instagram bongiz hadebe. You could also find her destiny, which is her destiny essay on Facebook on Instagram as well as on Twitter. Fantastic. Thank you yes. so much for your insights thank and thank you, you for joining us. Bongi. I look forward to hearing from you. No, no, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm on your case. What a way. What a way to start the year. Start the year, yeah. Yes. Take care, thank Siri. So Take much. care. We'll talk later. Bye. Wow. So inspiring, so inspiring. Well, that's Bongegi Lechadebe, and that's how you find a Bongi Z underscore Hadebe on Twitter. And uh, and I suppose you just Google her, you'll find all her her social media contacts. Uh